Wake up and smell the manly body odor, Poobuanians. This is Point of View Weekly, the morning show yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm your host, Bob, and I am at the ta- here at the table of awesome. He has no worries. I always know I am. Could be anywhere. In our, in our uh, Point of View Weekly studios in Fargo, North Dakota, table of awesome. Here with some of my closest of friends, starting with my one true biffle, Ryan. Ryan, how are we doing today? I just actually thought of a body odor story. Like, that's officially, like, where we are now for topics. I am doing very well, Bob. I, I, I cannot wait for this body odor story. <laughs> also joining me is my other biffle. But you know what? What's different about this biffle? He's maple-flavored. It's Scott. Scott, how are we doing today? I'm doing very well, Bob. And I actually do have uh, maple-flavored ice cream at the moment, so just for you. you. Failed to dis- you. You failed to disappoint? Yeah, I think I said that right. <laughs> Something to that effect. Something to- like that. Total side point. And we'll end up talking about this later because Brian amuses me, amused me with his post about it. Um, my current most powerful Pokemon in Pokemon Go is a Pidgeot named Maple Flavor. <laughs> Forever. Thanks. I, I, I will name all of my Pidgeys Maple Flavor. I tried so hard to figure out what the hell is going on with Pokemon. Like, I'm, I'm, I am I'm, didn't want to text Bob because sometimes he likes to sleep and there's a time difference there. So yeah. I, I'm like, I'm just a really old man when it comes to this stuff. Like, I don't Snapchat because I don't know how. Like, I'm in that kind of mode right here. Like, it's like when I started the podcast, it was old-fashioned then when I cracked the technology, so I haven't advanced and stuff. So we got together over – I was on vacation last week, so we got together with some friends of mine to let our kids play together and stuff. And I'm just looking at my buddy, and I'm like, I don't get Pokemon. I don't know what's go- – and I'm watching him. I'm like, you're doing it right now, aren't you? He's like, yeah, there's one in that monument over there. I'm like, what is going on? So wow. I don't get it. I, I I still to this point don't get it. Although I hear they're finding bodies and abandoned animals. So Well if we're gonna so go ahead and it's useful. Yeah. Do, do we wanna go ahead and talk about Pokemon Go now or do we wanna uh, well I think we could. I'm not sure what I would say, but I think we should try it. Oh, okay, I, well, I can like talk to it. Yes. Because as 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 many of our listeners know, one of my my deep yet not really all that dark or actually is it dark? I don't know. It's not much of a secret. Sorry, I I, I screwed up with my wording there. It's not so much a secret because I, I talk about it a fair bit um, on the show and then also in other places. But we'll talk about that later. Um, I love Pokemon. I've loved Pokemon since it came out in the 90s. Um, I played it when it first came out. Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue. Watched, watched the cartoon, played the card games. I, I was definitely uh, uh, in love with the Pokemans. Um, so I obviously was an early adopter of Pokemon Go. Uh, needless to say... The past week has been utter insanity as a Pokemon fan. Um, <laughs> literally hearing anyone and everyone who kind of passes by you talk about, like, oh, did you catch that Charmander? Or did you see that Squirtle? It's like things that you would never hear in normal, like, mm-hmm. walking past people. And that'd be like someone like, 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 you know, like when Harry Potter's big and everyone's talking about Harry Potter? Even then, like, not everyone talks about Harry Potter. Like, literally, this, this, app, this app on this phone has been so hot. Like, I literally, like, have hordes of, like, teenagers, young, young adults, even older people. Like, they're all, like, on their phones playing the game. And, like, it's been so much fun um, being that I work in a retail situation at a grocery store to be able to have those conversations with people. It's been definitely a great way to uh, have, like, a – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, conversation. I guess a conversation starter. Um, it's really been uh, – yeah, it's been it's been really cool to meet really like strange people, not strange people, meet total strangers 
and have something to really talk have about. Have things right off the in back. common with them already. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Like there was this guy. I was at the park a couple weeks, uh, a couple days ago, and I'm walking doing my thing, uh, and then all of a sudden, like this guy walks up to me. He's like, "Hey, man." Have you seen a scyther around here? I'm like, yeah, there's over some scythers over by the bathroom. He's like, all right, man, thanks. And he just took off. And then I sent him over to the bathroom. Where right. he, I'm presumably hoping he caught a scyther, which is kind of weird that the scyther hang out by the park bathroom. This is my this is my question. And first, I just have to say this because you just reminded me. Um, mm-hmm. We went on vacation last week, as I just said. And during one of our trips, we met up with Melinda. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, we, we went out on Melinda's boat because after Lady Chi and Jen's incident with a boat, I feel as though every time I'm with Melinda, there should be a boat involved. And uh, we stopped off at this place for lunch. So I had to go into the I went to the men's room and there's a guy at the urinal with his cell phone. <laughs> so I went back to the table. I'm like, is there like and I looked at her sons because I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm like, is Pokemon in the urinal? <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm saying this right. But like I saw that on your Facebook. That yeah. Was- I was greatly concerned. All right, here's my question. We're all Doctor Who fans. We've all seen the Doctor Who episode with the Cybermen from, like, Pete's world or the other, whatever the other world is. You remember how, like, they all wore those things in their, in their ears or in their head? They had, like, the little chips and everyone stopped and they got their morning download. And we watched this and we're like, this is really scary because at some point in the future, this is actually going to happen. And that's how the machines will take over. Mm-hmm. Is anyone else getting that? little vibe from the Pokemon thing where everyone's running around in their phones and it's like there's three guys probably not doing it and they'll be the only three people to rebuild the human race when this goes bad. Is anyone else getting that vibe? I think what it comes down to is this. I think obviously the game itself first off there's nothing that goes into your body, Ryan. So sorry to disappoint you. Alright, I was concerned. Uh, I, okay. Nothing goes in your body unless you want to put in earbuds but that's no different than anything else with an iPod or whatever music playing device. Um... I think what kind of probably creeps yet doesn't creep people out because either one – I think it only probably creep people out if they weren't really aware. But like the game really tracks your location constantly. Um, and I think that's the only kind of like conspiracy, conspiracy kind of thing is like you know they know where we're at at all times. But but the reality is is your phone tracks your location all the time regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless you specifically turn that off. But now aren't we telling – I'm willing to bet – very good money, Scott, that they still... You can turn it off, quote-unquote, but I'm sure that there are some means that the, the powers that be have the, have the, access, have the ability to access your, your geolocation. So we're giving permission for the Pokemon people to know where your phone is at all times? Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So that's basically how it works, is it's overlaying these digital Pokemon on the map of whatever's around you, so you can go and you look through your phone at something yes. you can see, oh, look, there's a Pokemon there, or whatever. But this isn't like the claw from Inspector Gadget on his computer screen right now, knowing where everyone in the world is. No. Except for there me and, like, two other guys in New Delhi. Okay. Controversy, like, there was a thing that yeah. the Pokemon Go Google, Google permissions were uh, unreasonably broad or something, so they've put out patches to limit that back again. Because they right. were worried that like Google was going to hack your phone through your Pokemon account or something. I don't know. The fact that that was a sentence is just yeah. Well, is... I mean, well te- technically, I mean, to kind of kind of be a little bit more specific. And I personally don't believe. And they said that they never had the access themselves. But like what the uh, the conspiracy train theory was is that by getting full access to your Google account, if you signed up through po- for Pokemon Go through your Google account, in theory, Pokemon Go or Nintendo or Niantic. Uh, could email people 
through your Gmail account to other people. Like you could be like, you could oh, get okay. email from me personally, Ryan, saying, "Hey, Ryan, Bob, uh, you should play Pokemon Go." So I mean, and then they can either go through your email account um, by having that full access. Are there in-app purchases? What like there are Facebook in-app. and Google Drums yeah. do anyway? Like you have to jump through a lot of hoops so that it doesn't send fifty-seven hundred of your friends. I'm playing this game. Come join me playing this game. Uh, yeah. But am I correct in assuming that way more people are way more people are playing this than usually will play any other game simultaneously? Like a lot of people. Let's put it this way, Ryan. Um, we know the Android stats. Uh, currently, there are more people with Android phones who have Pokemon Go installed than have Twitter installed. Wow. I guess my question is. When are we going to read the story that says Pokemon Go was hacked and they have, like, everybody's credit card number? Um, well, first off, your, the credit card number is tied to your iTunes account. Right. So all in-app They'll get your email. Would be, would be through iTunes. So if anyone was going to hack your account and get your, your credit card information, that would be hacking Apple. That's true. What not, about for... Not Nintendo. How does Android Apple. do it? Android doesn't go through the app. It goes through... It's Google Play. Google man. Play? Okay. Yeah. Then Google Play. I mean, they all, each, each of these phone... Uh, platforms have their own means of doing in-app purchases. Um, I feel like Ted Stevens explaining how the internet works sometimes. I'm like, are, I'm like, is Pokemon going to steal your credit card? <laughs> yes, they are. Pikachu's going to come over, take your wallet, laugh at you, and mm-hmm. then run away. Um, <laughs> oh, and just so everyone knows, I think Danielle took a nap. Because I heard well, walking, but, right. we, she, but we don't have Danielle well on the line. Danielle um, may, be, may be napping. So yeah, I mean, I think the only like you know, tinfoil hat thing I would be concerned about is the whole, uh, the whole geolocation thing. Like, for example, like one thing that people, but there's these. You, the thing about Pokemon Go is you have to be not an idiot. Um, like, for example, yeah, like don't look for Pokemon and walk out into the street. Yeah, like don't look, like, watching don't, for traffic. Don't drive and look for Pokemon at the same like, time. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I know people who Pokemon who, who Pokemon train and drive. Um, uh, I, Do you just say train and drive? Train and drive. Pokemon mm-hmm. train and drive. Uh, Are we going to need like legislation now? Like we got rid of texting. Now we have to watch the. Po- well, it's, it's the same. It's the same law. They, they have little advertisements up about that. Oh, not in Massachusetts. Go, we have. Make sure you stop. We have a bizarre um, law in Massachusetts. You can use your phone to make phone calls, and you can um, play music. You just can't text. But yeah, you can do you can, you can do anything else with your phone but text. So how do they know from their cruisers? What you're, I don't know. But basically, in the state of California, like if you're holding your phone, you're screwed. Like, like that's basically how it, what it is. Like if if a cop sees you like holding your phone, like even if you're not on it or you're just holding it, you're done because there's no proof otherwise. So if you're using your cell phone, you're you're, you're done. Um, but yeah, I know. So but the horror stories like there, there's apparently a story where someone like stopped in the middle of the high, the freeway, the highway. It's just like as long as you're not an idiot, you're fine. I mean, also like people who go and play this game out in the middle of the night by themselves, going to because the way the game works is that not only do the Pokemon pop up in locations, but there are static locations called Pokestops, and you can go to these places and get, get items and stuff like Pokeballs to capture more Pokemon. Um, so, but what you can also do is add these things called lures mm-hmm. to them, which give you better items and also causes Pokemon to spawn around them. 
So what one some some people did is they put some lures on some stops like late at night, and people were going. And what they were doing is when the people got there, they robbed and they took their phones. So it's just like if you're gonna if you're gonna play a game a geolocation game, mm-hmm. don't play at night. Don't play by. All yourself. right. So let's recap so far with Pokemon. So is it Pokemon or Pokemon? It's Pokemon. Pokemon. I mean, it's like Oregon and Oregon. I feel it. Yeah. Okay. So so monster. So far we have muggings. We had, like, what, two people shot because they were on someone's lawn and the Confederate waving lunatic shot them. So, so, so we've had, like, what, two deaths and some muggings from this. But we oh, found... That dead body was true, by the way. You no, know, what I was about to say was, you no, know, two people shot playing. Right, right. Um, you know, and then the muggings. But we found dead body. We did find dead bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a positive thing. You no, know, no, I'm saying that. On the other side, we've, we've found dead people, and right. we found all of these abandoned animals that were dumped in parks and cages and would have died, but now because the Pokemon people tripped over them, you know, they have, you know, right. water and, and shit. So that's awesome. good. People are getting exercise and making friends with spirits. They're all running around, but it's a little too close to that Star Trek episode with the orgasmic headpieces I posted about the other day. Like, at the time, <laughs> that was really weird, and now we're doing it. I... Here, here's my take. Yes. And I understand that I'm coming from a biased opinion of a person who's been a fan of Pokemon for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how we say that like we're 84 years old. You ever do that? I know. I, I, it's, it's the 20th anniversary of Pokemon, so that's how I know. I had to do that this morning. Someone asked me, now, how long have you been doing this? I'm like, 16 years. I'm like, wow, I feel old. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're old people. Welcome to old people cast. Um, there are negatives to this game. Um is, but I think as long as you do a good job of not being an idiot, like not going on people's private property, get yourself shot, yeah. um, you'll be fine. And it's a lot of fun. Um, but I think there's a lot of net positives. One, I'm going to make Michelle Obama. Someone told me this the other day, and that's not something he said. Michelle Obama spent, has been spending eight years trying to get kids mm-hmm. off their fat butts to go out and exercise and has failed. Pokemon Go did it in a week. Like the amount of people who are out walking, like, I know, like, I'm hearing from people, like, yeah, I walked, like, five miles today. I've never done that before. This game is getting people off their butts and getting them to exercise, getting out. In, like, that's the funny thing is, like, we talk about, like, oh, they're finding random dead bodies. Like, yeah, because no one ever goes out anymore. No one ever, like... Well, yeah, the comment I made is it's a video game. Like, how, how many years was it that it was either play video games or go outside, and that was kind of the divide the kids had. And now it's go outside and play your video game. So it's like how you're, it, it's, it's like that scene from Galaxy Quest where the kid goes outside to like lower the spaceship to Earth or whatever, and the mom's like, "Okay," and she looks at the husband. Well, he's outside. <laughs> Look, it, it just reminds me of that. I don't know. There's a picture yeah. that got posted to Facebook by a friend of mine, and it's like the before and after pictures of like someone who's done like meth, someone who's like alcoholism, and so there's another one, and then the fourth one was Pokemon Go, and the, the before picture was a fat guy. And the after picture was a, like, skinny buff dude. Well, it wasn't really buff, but he was skinny. You could tell he lost weight. But it was like, that's, I mean, anything that I, I'm a fan of encouraging people to go out and do something healthy. And I think that this is a fun way to go into it. It's like we tricked them, though. It's like they don't want to go outside to save their Like, if I have to walk five miles, but I caught a Pikachu, hell yeah. (laughs) Yep. I saw a comic on that very theme today. They're like, it's. It's all part of one of the Nintendo executives' master plan to make the, the nerds too strong for everyone else to fight. <laughs> like, we will take month, over. Month one. Oh, look, there's a, there's a Squirtle five, 
five miles away. Let's run. And oh look, it's, there's something up that tree. It's be hard, but we better climb it. But it's like five months in or something. Oh, there's a Bulbasaur under that log. Better deadlift it. And they're all starting to, you know, bulk up. <laughs> well, to preview the the um, the politics chat from later, it's weird in this world now because okay, it used to be that you either played your video games or you went outside. And it used to be also when people would stand up and say, you know, I'm a politician and I think you should not do drugs or I think you should read or I think you should, you know, not die of obesity at age seven. People would say, yeah, that's kind of non-controversial. Well, with Michelle Obama, because people will hate whatever people say to them if they're on the other side, getting up and stand and walking around and, you know, not eating crap is controversial. So the more she says stay healthy, they say, screw that. I want my kids to be unhealthy. And it's interesting that the only way we're getting people to get up and walk around is like to trick them. Like we have to give it, make it a game because they won't get up and save their lives. But no, I mean, I don't think Nintendo's sole purpose. Well, first off, Nintendo's sole purpose. I'm sorry, Nintendo Niantic and Google, because Mm -hmm. all three of them are, are, uh, um, the state I mean, claim, major claim stakeholder in the whatever, like basically the project. I don't know. Yeah. They put in lots of money. Is I guess the best way to put that. Um, their goal is to make money. Their goal right. is not to uh, encourage people to go and walk. Well, Joe Rowling's goal was yeah. to make money, and she but, I mean, the taught the whole world to read. I mean, it's, works, yeah, is that, yeah, it requires you to go. I mean, in theory, you could be uh, really lazy and just drive everywhere and play. I mean. Mm-hmm. That's one way of looking at it. As long as you drive slow enough, because it has to be under 25 miles an hour or something. I don't know. Uh, something like that. I'm not terribly sure myself. Yeah. I'm just checking something on the feed real fast. Before we move yeah, things. somebody was... Well, lots of people are posting things on Facebook about it and how um, what different businesses are doing and uh, how people have had great experiences and it's kind of helped deal with people's depression because they're you know getting upset getting up every day to go battle the poke jam or whatever um and you know, uh, it, I, okay so full disclosure uh, i was out at a park i live nearby for about three to four hours today mm-hmm. this morning um mm-hmm. i went out with one of my friends who wanted to go out and catch some pokemon and like literally like there's like this area that's like perfect like it's a like there's a shade it's shaded um there's park benches but it's near like a bunch of water and a bunch of pokestops so it's like it's like the prime area in the park to you know play the game and like it was interesting like i met like six new people today of varying age and and gender and background and it Mm -hmm. is it's kind of cool like to be able to like have these conversations with people and meet new people over this game I don't know where I was. That there was a point to that. It was, I, I think it had something to do with something you said. But no, it's it, well. It reminds me that I'm sounding like an old fart right now because I'm like, damn kids with their Pokemon, and it's like it actually is making people healthier. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. I mean, like I said, yeah. it, it, every everything like this has a good and bad side to it, and mm-hmm. hopefully, in the end, there'll be more good to come out of this than bad. Yeah, I think that will end up being the case. I feel like it is. Yeah, and. I mean, apparently the game itself is still kind of buggy and annoying, but there's all of this um, different culture coming up around it, so it works out well. Um, my best friend from high school said he just sort of he downloaded it to try it out, and it turns out he lives in a Pokestop, and the two biggest gyms in his city are like a block either direction from him. So <laughs> You don't mean like a gym gym, you mean like a Pokemon gym thing? It's yeah. Pokemon gym. Okay. I'm hanging I'm in there. I'm not getting it because, you know, I'm just 
Pokemon, I never grew up with Pokemon, so it doesn't have the same meaning for me that it does for a lot of people, but it seems to be doing fairly well. Well, it's doing well for Nintendo, definitely, and it seems to be doing good in the world as well. I had such high hopes. I was going to be like, you know, our parents are the ones that kind of don't get it, but we're the ones who are on Facebook and tweeting and stuff, and I thought that we were going to hang in there and be like the technologically savvy adults, and now it's like, I I feel like I'm behind the curve. Well, I mean, you could download it to your phone and give it a shot, Ryan. (sighs) I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen, Bob. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can I bitch about Trump now? <laughs> I know you really want to bash Trump. I do know you do. Oh, and I have a, a, a friend of mine is trying to get in on the feed. I was just helping her a second ago. So we're going to uh, we're going to change her name and her state. So my we're going to talk about my good friend Deirdre from Maryland. Okay. okay. And uh, my good friend Deirdre from Maryland and I chat all the time. And um, she she's a school teacher, hence why she's Deirdre from Maryland. And um, she, she's very fired up over the plagiarism issue from night one of the uh, Republican debate. And it's d- debate. It's not a debate. It's a convention. It's a, well, I haven't watched much of it. Perhaps it's more debate-like. I haven't watched any of it. But I just want to talk about this thing for a minute because a lot of people are tempted to just kind of laugh it off as an example of, oh, you know, just another scandal for Trump, but the only reason we're talking about this is because he has, like, seven people working on this campaign. And now he just won the nomination a couple hours ago, so now we're going to talk about that or something stupid tomorrow, and I feel like this is going to get dropped. But I think it's important to kind of focus on this, because I think it kind of shows us where we're going as a society, along with the whole Pokemon thing. It's like the Pokemon thing and then this. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's kind of where I'm thinking, and I'm going to read a, an excerpt here from Deirdre from Maryland. Now, what I'm thinking is, we're in a society now where you don't apologize anymore at all when you do something wrong. If you mess something up, you just say you didn't, or you say you don't care, or you say something, and you just don't take responsibility, because there's at least 50 people out there who will believe that you actually didn't do something wrong. So you, you don't need to, you know actually take responsibility in your life anymore and you, and you can just move past it but the other thing is the stupid excuses that they now give for why what Melana Trump um, recited from the podium was not plagiarism are blowing my mind and it's killing me that every time these arguments are made people are cheering and that's the thing that's kind of scaring me about the future of the world is that people can just say ridiculous crap and everyone's like yeah that sounds good like that's that's driving me nuts so there's no side point. Yeah, we messed up. Yeah. Side Speaking point. of messing up, um, I just came to the realization that my mic has been turned off the entire time uh, until now. So, huh. hey, everyone. Hey, it's Bob. I'm now part of the chat again. So it's probably been kind of odd. And I just started monologuing like four minutes ago. So maybe no one. So that's alarming that no one caught that. So, all right. So this is from Deirdre from Maryland, which I got this morning. I am completely, and this is 6.45 a.m. I just want to know, when, now that I'm a parent, I'm always up at 6.45 a.m. I am completely flabbergasted by this plagiarism issue. My middle schoolers know better, with the exception of maybe one every three years, blah, 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 blah. And the girl who photocopied her friend's notebook, why did other friend's name, and then wrote her own thing in the yearbook. So there's, there's, there's a couple little exemptions, but mostly it's her middle schoolers know better than the Trump administration. Uh, 
we, and I mean all teachers, not just my school, drill into kids how terrible it is and how they'll get kicked out of college and suffer a fate worse than death <laughs> if they plagiarize something. Which I believe isn't plagiarism like more than five words. Is that the definition that you guys got? I honestly know. I think it's something like over five words or just... Not acknowledged. I, and apparently I learned today they have like computer programs that you can put your speeches into and they will check other sources to see if it's been posted before. Um, and presumably for teachers to check to see if the student plagiarized it when they handed it in. Um, but th- they have people just go over line after line to make sure it's not even inspired by something. It's just, so, it's, so the words are just completely different. Uh, I make my kids cite quotes in their own notes, never mind in papers and speeches. They're afraid to look at Wikipedia. It's serious business and education. One of my students is 25, one of her former students, um, and also a teacher. And we're joking at her bridal shower um, where she told me the only thing she ever plagiarized was my friend Deirdre from Maryland's plagiarism speech. Like, and so the, so, so that's basically how big it is. So like, if you're a teacher, this is a huge issue with you. And like, it it reminds me of like all the people I know who work somewhat in the defense industry who are all up on arms over Hillary and the emails. And they were telling me, well, you don't know, but this for us, this is a big deal. So whatever. But the arguments I heard today are it's not plagiarism because even though Michelle Obama said it, something kind of similar with, like, the same basic message, was once said on My Little Pony. Yeah, I heard about this. Uh, Now, uh, the press secretary, or the communications director um, from the Trump campaign, I don't know her name, I don't want to know her name. She's this ridiculous human being. I remember after one of the um, gun violence um, issues that we've had, I I can't remember which shooting it was, she appeared on, on, like, Fox or something, and she had, like, a necklace of bullets. Like, she's crazy, crazy, crazy person. Like, if you saw her in an alley, you would, like, run the other way and hide behind Scott. Like, crazy person. And she was on today saying, well, basically, it wasn't plagiarism because she was telling a different story than, Mat- than Michelle told. And she used the same, you know, phrases. But she, she, she was telling a different story. In other words, her story was about Donald Trump, and Michelle's was about Barack Obama, so it's not plagiarism. Uh-huh. And my favorite is, this is the, from, this is Paul Manafort. This is the Trump campaign manager. This is the big guy. This is the guy in charge here, okay? Moby Dick was written with all the words that are in, every word in Moby Dick is in the dictionary. All of them. Every word from Moby Dick is in the dictionary. So if Melana Trump plagiarized Michelle Obama, that means Moby Dick is also plagiarism because it uses all the same words. It plagiarized the dictionary. What? These are the arguments people are making, and everybody che- well, not everybody, but the crazy people all cheer. I don't get it. It's, dri- it's literally driving me crazy that you can you can be totally wrong, but you'll have at least a few knuckleheads who will cheer. So you just pretend you're right, and after a while, people they're, they're trying to basically run out the clock on us and wait for us to get tired, so we'll forget. And that's the thing that's killing me about politics. Yeah. There's a quote about that from, I can't even remember who, somebody in the you know, public relations field probably was saying, if you, if, you tell, if you tell a big enough lie often enough, eventually people will believe you just through repetition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing that is annoying me about this election is that 
And it's not worth I'm not going to say this is as bad as it's ever going to be. I think we could get much worse. But the thing that kills me about it is that it used to be very inappropriate to be openly discriminatory in society. So you could be a racist. You could have very strong opinions. But if you said them out loud in a public place, you might lose your job. You'd be looked down upon. It would be a big deal. So a lot of racists and a lot of misogynists were so quietly behind the scenes. And now as a result of Trump walking out saying Mexicans are rapists and, and, you know, everything he's ever said about women, now it's kind of okay. So he's basically saying, just let it out. It's all right. Say it. It'll feel good. So now all of these people are coming out and they're just letting it rip. And I think it's really starting to, like, the the toxicity level in society is going up. But I even know um, some friends of mine, I've, I've, you know, heard them and, you know, some of their family members are kind of going off the rails a little bit publicly. And they're like, this isn't that bad. You should hear what they say when they're in private. So it's like, it's not quite, like, I'm waiting for, like, four, eight, 12 years down the road when all of a sudden there's just no filter anymore. And, like, everyone can just say anything they want. And, and there'll be no consequences for it. And it's scaring me. It, it's like everyone's saying, well, you know, all the violence that's coming out in the world and, you know, what's it mean for the future? I'm worried about just what it means for society that people just can be so toxic yeah. to each other. And I'm sure it's all interrelated, but I think that's a bigger problem because there's way more racists and way more misogynists out there than there are people with bombs. Society in general seems to be more polarized on a lot of things. Like I remember um, even just. The, the last election with, you know, people were voting for Obama or were, uh, talking up Romney or McCain or whoever you'd say, you'd say, um, oh, I don't agree with what John McCain says, or I think he's said something stupid about this, but it's not, there's not this, wasn't the same level of like, these people are evil idiots and these people are the saints and, you know. Um, John McCain has twice in the last month blamed Barack Obama for a shooting. Yeah. He blamed him, which I always remember, which there's been so many shootings. I don't remember. I believe Nice. Um, and I, there was at least one, I think it was, um, the, um, passions nightclub. He, he's, he's blamed him for the first time he did it. Now you have to put it in context. John McCain is running for like his 27th term in the Senate. And he, cause he's 183 years old and he is like neck and neck with a Democrat in a state filled with Hispanics, in the year Donald Trump, who has like four Hispanic, you know, supporters, is is at the top of the ticket. So he is very nervous about both the primary and then about losing the Republican, um, you know, base in the in the election. So he's he's kind of going semi racist to try and just get through this thing, which yeah, you know, sa- basically says all about him that you need to yeah, know. But th- this is the reason he's doing it. So he came out the first time and called Obama, you know, responsible for the attacks. And he got, you know, publicly flogged for it. He says, well, I didn't mean he really actually did it. I meant that he has created this toxic environment, which I think is bullshit. And now, wait two weeks, he's saying it again. So really, all those sympathies and, and you know, crocodile tears, it just, it, it's politics. But this is the same guy that eight years ago, when he's at a uh, town hall, you know, shortly before the election, and this you know, low, low educated voter, um, you know, walks up and calls Barack Obama 
an Arab, and McCain ripped the microphone out of her hand and, and eloquently said, no, he's not. You know, he, you know, you don't have any right to, you know, disbelieve him on, you know, his religion or anything else, but you can't just make things up because you hear it on talk radio and it makes you feel good. And he, you know, we think about the country differently, but he's a good person. You can never get away with that today. Like, that's the thing that, like, um, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, uh, was on the outs, almost lost his reelection bid in New Jersey and was on the outs and, and, and basically isn't the president of the United States or, or uh, the nominee because he hugged Barack Obama once. Yeah, that's just ridiculous that the whole thing. And even here, I mean, um, we've I prefer the direction our politics is going, but we still had the the last election was kind of anyone but Stephen Harper because Stephen Harper was responsible for all the ills in Canada. We love your new problems. guy, by the way. We love your new guy. He seems very fun. Mm-hmm. And like personally, I didn't like a lot of Stephen Harper's policies, but he wasn't the devil. <laughs> so, and yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I hate to say this, but like a conservative in Canada is not the same as a conservative in the United States anymore. Yeah, that's the sad thing. Yeah, like Bob. Like Bob. I consider myself a conservative, but I'm not. You know. Do you consider yourself a conservative? Yeah, I'm a conservative. You were probably a far right winger in like 1978. <laughs> Who knows? Like, but that's the thing because Bob, like Bob's a reasonable guy. He's a conservative in California. He probably believes in like low taxes, but also like in filtering water. You know, like you, he why, could, why does it filter? No, because well, it's government regulation, and you know, you're you're a job destroyer, <laughs> like that. But that's, that's the mentality right. today. So it's like it's gone like further and further. Like Ronald Reagan is a liberal today. Like it just it's it's astounding me how much stuff has changed. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole ori- originally the Republican Party was the liberal one, and the Democrats were the conservatives. Yeah, and LBJ flipped the whole country Go around. Far enough. Yeah. I just want to welcome my friend Deirdre from Maryland is listening right now. She, she's the only person in the world I know who's about as technologically wise as I am. So I think she's got like her computer going and she's also got her phone and she's got like 15 different devices to make the feed work and still be able to text me. If that is your real name, Deirdre. <laughs> I think we're pretty sure it is. You know, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's Deirdre at all. I actually had to do that. I had to write a paper on um, my workplace for a class like about eight years ago. And um, I remember I, had to like change everybody's names and someone prominent was actually Deirdre. I can't remember if she was from Maryland or not though. I'm not sure on that one. So, so Bob, you're, you're mm-hmm-ing over there. Very. <laughs> kind of, I'm, just, I'm here. Are you sad about the Donald Trump is the nominee of your party? Are you sad? Oh, well, well, first off, it's not my party anymore, but yes, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed in the Republican party that they're putting yes. forth Donald Trump. It's, it's, it's just like, really, really, yeah, what what it, what does that say about the average? Like everyone like shits on 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 Trump, like oh how horrible he is. But it's like you know, but who the hell put them there? I mean, and put him there. It's just like you know, like I know so many Republicans who are like, oh this is the worst thing ever. I'm like, well, who'd you vote for? I mean, I don't know. In the case of being Californian, the only option at that point was was Trump because everyone else had dropped out. But I don't know. It, it's yeah. I think I, it's sad that our choices have come wise, down to this. Kind of. in, it's, it's hard to take him seriously considering the, um, the circus that he puts on. And it's like, okay, I can't get behind you on all these things because even if I agree with you on like 
taxes or I agree with you on um, whatever financial or maybe even social policies you may have, because of you know the thing that you have put forth to the American people, if I say I support you, then I look like a racist or a bigot or all these things. Or Scott Baio. Yeah. Can I ask, how badly is your career going that you decide I'm going to attach my star to Donald Trump to get, like, a boost? I don't know. Well, in I, fairness, I, too, I think th- this is the first time Scott Bayo has appeared on Twitter trending other than those things like Scott Bayo Dead or Alive. Like, I think this is really the only other thing that's put them on the map. But it just astounds me that a, the, a candidate for the presidency from one of the two major parties – on the night that his campaign platform is discussing national security, put Scott Bayo in as a speaker at the convention. It's, it's just astounding me. It's yeah, I, I, I really so strange to me that um, a person who's largely known for um, reality TV and stuff that his dad did is going to somehow got this far as a, to be a, a nomination for president. Like if if a reality TV star had to be the nominee for president. Couldn't it be like the guy who won Jeopardy for fifty-seven weeks in a row, or is that Ken? The guy who won the Amazing I Race, think, or something? What? Yeah, I don't know. By no means am I a political pundit, and I think probably Ryan can tell me if I'm full of shit or not. So roll with me. I think the reason why Donald Trump has gotten to where he's at is because, kind of going to what Ryan said earlier, he says the shit that no one else is going to say. Well, he's tapped into that. Yeah, he's tapped into that. He's also, but he's all. But the thing about it is, he's also saying the things that a lot of people wish they could say, but don't have the. They don't have. That's what I don't want to say the balls to say it because that's implying that I think they should say it. They don't have enough backing. Yeah. Well, not not even not even that. It's just like I'm talking about the American, like the American people. A majority of the American people, or a good portion of the American people, are very frustrated with how the government's currently being run. Whether you're frustrated with, you know, the president, or you're frustrated with Congress. Or, or how they think it's being run. Huh? Or how they think it's being run. Or how they think it's being run. Regardless, there's a lot of people who want something different, who want something that is not Barack Obama. And... Do they know why, though? Donald Trump is the exact... On the... It's just like, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like... The, the pendulum is swinging too far. It's just... It's, you're it's right. Really it, it should there. be like, yeah. you know, usually like after four years, after two terms, you're right. It goes like Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. But I don't know. I mean, this country has become so polarized. It's yeah. like you wind like, up you know, with Donald Trump versus Bernie Sanders, like completely that's opposite. Ridiculous. Ends of I'm sorry. That's asinine. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Mean, you have a crazed demagogue and a... Um, I know Ryan is a supporter of Bernie, so I won't say anything too ni- not nice. Well, I liked him more than I'm not. He's a socialist. I'm, yeah, I'm not. He's I'm, a flat socialist. Well, this is okay. This is. I just want to say one thing. Um, everyone's taxes were gonna. I mean, everyone's like, I get free. I get free this. I get no, free but it's that. not okay. But, but you're gonna pay for it, people. Come on. Well, I just. Want, I just want to add one thing. Um, Deirdre, who's now a contributor to Point of View Weekly, just sent me a link to an article on how we can blame the rise of Donald Trump on the 2012 media because they basically mocked the hell out of him saying he'll you remember how he always used to like declare he'd run then think about it then never run and blah 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 blah. um they basically um laughed at him so hard that um the, it, it, with his yeah, little like, well, fine, I will run right 
And she gave me a link, and I haven't read this yet, so hopefully there's no swear words in it. From political power brokers to the entire island of Manhattan, a very cast of taunting insiders has inadvertently driven Donald Trump's lifelong revenge march towards the White House, which I think is accurate. No, but the thing which drives me nuts is you have a lot of people in the country who are, they're, 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 I don't want to say they're uneducated, but they're, they're low information voters. And by that, I don't mean to say like, if you haven't gone to college or if you haven't, you know, some of the, I I think, okay, can I, can I add something real quick? Most of the people who I know currently, and I wouldn't say support Trump, but will definitely be voting for Trump Mm -hmm. come polls. They're not stupid people. Right. They're, they're small business owners. They are, um, college educated. These are people who don't want the government taking all of their money. But is the government, this is, you know, I understand. And the reason I say that is a lot of people just short line into saying, well, if you're, you know, the college educated voters are for Hillary and the non or Trump, I think that's bullshit. But I think that it's the people who, don't think very well for themselves. They can't, like, if you put them on the high school debate team, they would fall off the chair. These people like to tune into talk radio and they like someone to tell them what to think because then they can go out and sound smart until three o'clock the next day. And then they're told what to think for the day after that. Too many people in this country do not know how to listen to something and say, that's bullshit. And I think sure. that's the, that's the sorts of a lot of the problems. So when you look at this, like the thing you just said a minute ago, you know, they don't want their tax, you know, they're tired of their taxes going up. How many of them have actually had their taxes go up? Like if you query, if you go into the Republican convention right now and do a poll and ask how many people, Barack Obama is the president, are we in a recession? I think you'll get 95% of the people saying yes. We're not in a recession. We're almost at the 20,000 down point. Like they make up their own reality, just like they make up their own you know, reality that you can copy an entire speech and have it not be plagiarism because Michelle Obama wants my kids to walk around. That's the thing that's driving me nuts is that just like, I rarely get flustered on this show because usually we talk about recipes. Oh no. I'm pissed at the Republicans because they put up Donald Trump and I'm pissed at the Democrats because their option is Hillary Clinton. Well, and the other thing too is this is the biggest shit show in American politics Probably of all time. Here's the thing, too. The Republicans ran 27 people for president. Um, the Democrats ran Hillary Clinton, who was going to run. There was Hillary was the heir apparent, and no one else was going to run. You have Marvin O'Malley, who was running for vice president. Marvin O'Malley never thought he would be the president of the United States. And Bernie jumped in out of nowhere. He's a 75-year-old Jew from Vermont. Like, no one thought he was going to go anywhere, especially Bernie Sanders. And all of a sudden, because of the way the election worked out in the vacuum that was created, he, you know, took on a life of his own. If there were 27 Democrats running, I don't know if Bernie would have done as well, because could you imagine? Here's a question. If Elizabeth Warren ran against Bernie Sanders a year ago, would Bernie have caught fire? Probably not. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It just he was the right guy in the right place at the right time, so he caught on fire. So I, I, I think what you're seeing on the Republican side is just the Republicans, for whatever reason, needed that. The racists needed to break out of their shell and scream a little bit. So that kind of thing had to happen. But I think Bernie was just the guy who was standing there at the time and grabbed the banner and ran. But the the thing on their end is, I just think that. They are so, by they, I mean low information voters who like to be told what to think. Because when you look at this stuff, 
like like the example you gave that you know Obama's raising my taxes. Show me your taxes that have been raised. Maybe some have. Legitimately, maybe some have. But when you ask them to document why they feel a particular way, a lot of them never have an explanation for it. Obama r- ruined the country. The, the thing that I was debating someone on Facebook the other day, and one of their relatives put up that Hillary is going to bring Sharia law to the United States. And the reason she's going to do that is because Obama was going to bring Sharia law to the United States. They've been telling you that for eight years. And like those doomsday cults that like they always tell you when the world's going to end and it never ends, his term's almost up. So now Hillary's apparently the secret Muslim who wants to bring Sharia law to the United States. It's, it's ludicrous. They just tell you these things. And then all of these millions of people run with it. And you never have to apologize when you when you screw up because they'll always believe you because you're the one feeding the lines at three o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, I don't know. I think something to keep in mind is that there's nut jobs on both sides. Oh yeah, there's, there's, I mean, there are no like perfect. Politics. I'm probably a case of friends with a couple on both sides. Mm. Well, the the no Ryan, you are not one of them. I yes, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm still amazed Bob didn't unfriend me after all the Romney comments from four years ago. I think right now the nuts on the Democratic side I followed you for a while, just going to say that. I know. Um, the nuts on the Democratic side right now seem to be the ones who love Bernie so much that they'll make sure that Trump is elected because he's it's screw Hillary. Because he because he's a backstabber because he doesn't want Donald Trump to be elected. You know what I mean? It's like okay, take a deep breath. When, when, when Ginsburg retires, do you want Trump or Hillary filling the seat? If you honestly think that they're going to put the exact same people in that seat, you're out of your mind. Yeah. I think Jill Stein is out of her mind because she thinks that – I have respect for Jill Stein's opinions, but I think she's out of her mind if she thinks that there is absolutely no difference between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's insanity. I think that they're just at that point salty and bitter and, you know – you know, yeah. they feel that Bernie should have been the uh, the nominee, and it wasn't it. So they're like, "Well, then, fine. If you're not going to let us have Bernie be the nominee, then screw you. We're going to support, you know, some guy that we never in a million years would be to support." Yeah, Gary Johnson, whoever. He has great campaign ads. I'll say that Gary Johnson. I'm probably probably actually going to go ahead and vote for Gary Johnson. Mm-hmm. He, he's the uh, he's a libertarian, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm probably going for him. This will get. Re- it would be funny if that actually worked. I would be astounded. Like the Democrat and, Repu- and Republican candidates, and then somehow two thirds of people vote for the independent. <laughs> yeah, my my understanding is um, that what's it, uh, that Bernie actually was offered the Green Party on. He was. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I'll give Jill Stein. She, she offered it to Bernie because she cared more about the movement than about her own. Um, Electability, which is non-existent, she has like one third of one percent in the polls. But um, I did respect that, even though I don't respect some of her rhetoric. Um, I thought that was at least interesting. But the the one thing, because here's the conspiracy theory. Um, because remember, tonight wasn't supposed to happen. It was supposed to be like a bloodbath on the floor for the nomination, and that never apparently happened. One thing which would be interesting is you've got Gary Johnson, who is a Republican. He's a Republican former governor. As is Bill Weld, who was a great governor of Massachusetts, even though he had, like, the weirdest term in the half. Um, the, the reality is, say it's a close election, and say Gary Johnson wins, like, because that's the thing. I think a lot of people will vote for him. I don't know who the people in Utah vote for. They hate both of them. They hate, I think there's, like, three people in Utah who would vote for Trump. 
and I think Hillary must have like six or seven people who would vote for her. So there's ten. Um, I have no idea if that math worked. I wasn't really listening to myself. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, say Donald Trump wins Utah, and say he went not Donald Trump, the other one, Gary Johnson wins Utah, and say he wins like a couple of other baby states, like we're you know Idaho, maybe I don't know. If this I is, think that he will. I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I honestly I don't. I personally think that Trump. Okay, here's my opinion, and this is. Keep in mind. Give me your opinion, then I'm going to give you the nightmare scenario for. I really think team. that I really think Trump's going to win this election. I think. Okay, that's the nightmare scenario. I'll give you my other. I honestly scenario. think he's going to win because I think time and time and time again, whether you support him or you don't support him, everyone has underestimated Donald Trump. And he literally wiped the floor with the Republicans. There's a lot of people out there who don't like Hillary Clinton. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, if the Democrats had put up anything, anybody decent, anybody decent, anybody but Hillary Clinton, I would have voted for them. Don't you think the but reverse instead, of that's true? I'm not, I refuse to vote for Hillary Clinton. Not, I'm over my dead body. I will vote for Gary Johnson before I vote for Hillary Clinton. How much of the reverse do you think is true, though? That, that Hillary Clinton is probably the one Democrat who could lose to Donald Trump, but also that Hillary Clinton will probably only win this election against Donald Trump because if she were running against Mitt Romney with her FBI troubles, I think she would lose. Yeah, I think she would lose too. So I'm one... Uh, reality, though, you're right. This, she's probably, this is probably the one... Case. Yeah, they both kind of are, are desperate for the other one because this is their only shot. They're both so universally unpopular. Here's my nightmare scenario if you're the Hillary crowd. Um, Gary Johnson right now was recently polling at like 13%. He'll never do 13%. I don't think in an election. I think he'll bottom out at like five. But he's the the rules to get into the debate. I think is you have to have like fifteen percent in like a, like a major poll like three or four times. There's there's a particular rule. Say he gets that, and say you've got you know Donald Trump on a stage with Hillary Clinton and Gary Johnson. Trump's gonna go after Clinton. Clinton's gonna go after Trump. Johnson's just gonna be there explaining to people who he is. Yeah, it's like, hi, America, this is who I am. I know you probably haven't heard me before now. But. To win a state, you got to get 33% plus one, right? So Gary Johnson wins, like, Utah, and it's, like, three electoral votes or whatever the hell it has. Say he wins, like, six, seven electoral votes. I don't know if it's possible, but if it's a three-way against the two most unpopular candidates ever, plus the guy who just got media coverage, because everyone's going to watch the Clinton-Trump debates... Mm-hmm. And now this Gar- now Gary Johnson's there, and he's the only likable guy on the stage, except the moderator, depending on who that is. <laughs> now say you've got a situation where you've got the House of Rep. Say it's a close election, like Bush Gore was two seventy one to two sixty six. You needed two seventy to win. Mm-hmm. What if it's close like that, and all of a sudden you've got because Bob's maybe right, maybe Trump will exceed expectations, and now all of a sudden Gary Johnson gets seven votes. So say it's like now, I don't know, 268, 265, and whatever the, the, the difference is. I'm, I don't do math while I podcast, apparently. So all of a sudden now, no one wins. It's the, it's the, it's the, the Veep season finale. And now all of a sudden, the House of Representatives is choosing the president. Do they go, now, they go by, uh, it goes by the states. So the Democrat will never win in the House of Representatives. So maybe Hillary's out. Maybe she's got more electoral vote. Hillary's essentially out at that point. Can they essentially put anybody in they want at that point? It has to be someone in the top three. You have to win a state. Gary Johnson, in my example, just won like two polka dot states somewhere, like podunk states that don't 
you know, really ever counted politics. So he's now in, on the list. So you're Paul Ryan. You're the Speaker of the House. You're choosing the next president. Do you choose Donald Trump or do you choose the popular former, former Republican governor of New Mexico? But he's not a Republican. He was a Republican for many years. He was a libertarian candidate, but he's essentially a Republican. He's a very conservative Republican. Gary Johnson could be the next president of the United States by winning Utah. Yeah, that's very, very, very unlikely, though. Do you think it's going to be a close election? Do you think it's going to be a Trump? I I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I... I could be wrong, and Hillary could just... America could be like, yeah, Donald Trump's an idiot. And then all of a sudden, like, Trump doesn't, you know, doesn't have a cold day and a shot in hell. But I don't know... There's yeah. a lot of people who are disgruntled with the Democratic, uh, the Democrats in their administration, and they don't want four more years of it. The former scenario I just gave you was if Mitt Romney ran as an independent, he would have won Utah. If he won Utah and the election was tight... He could become the president. Well, who's the Speaker of the House? <laughs> His former running mate. <laughs> so, it, you know what I mean? So, it's kind of who would have orchestrated. So, it, this is fascinating that there's... I don't think that will happen, but... Here's a random question for you, Ryan. Yeah. Because um, it just came to me. Donald Trump is obviously a horrible nightmare. Yes. In your opinion, on the Republican side, yeah. or maybe even if you want to throw in the Democrat side, who would be a worse nightmare of known, like, political figures in your mind? Or is Donald Trump absolutely the worst? Donald Trump... It, it, Donald Trump doesn't believe in a lot. My fear of Donald Trump being the president... Is he spiteful? I think he would go after people just because he gets like sick joy in taking away their funding and and, and, and focusing on hurting people. So I think it, and I'm, I am nervous that you know Putin will go neener 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 and Trump will go red faced and, and nuke Russia. Like I'm concerned about the national security piece. So on the stability front, I cannot think of another elected Republican who would do worse. Like, I'm blanking. Like, a lot of them are really bad. Like, some of them are... are, I can't think of anyone who would just start bombing. Like, maybe John McCain would. But I I honestly... John McCain wouldn't have been an awful president. But... Well, he would have been. But we would still would have... I'm defining this with Donald Trump. I don't know if we'll be here at the end of the four years. These other guys will be here. The country will suck. But we'll still be here. Um, There are candidates that I think would come in and, and... turn like their own version of Sharia law just you know with Christianity I think there's just people right. who, who want you know the Bible in every classroom and they and I think they would do a lot of damage to the country that way but right. I cannot think of anyone less stable than Donald Trump off the top of my head um, on the democratic side because pretty much everything we see of him is a stage yeah nobody knows what Donald Trump is actually like that's true and of course so. there's also the uh, the ever so interesting conspiracy theory of that basically the only reason he's running is basically he's trying to make it easy for or basically has a deal with the Clintons or something. Can you imagine that though? Like, like I'm just trying to put myself in there. Okay, I'm going to run out and I'm going to make myself look like a racist asshole not knowing that the people will love that because I do enjoy the videos where that's a thing. I I don't think it's really a thing but I enjoy like the the one that Jimmy Kimmel did where it was the producers came back and um, they were gunning for a losing candidate so they could pocket all the money and then suddenly he's winning and what did we do wrong? Or there's another one that I think 
comedy network or somewhere did that was uh, it's these two comedians who are writing all of um, Trump's speeches and things and it's all going to be a great joke and you know he's going to make um, he's going to run for three weeks and drop out of the race and then we'll go ah ha ha you voted for this guy we made it up and then suddenly he's the nominee and what are we doing and we actually have a staff now and uh, yeah <laughs> I love uh, Obama had a lot and I'm just going to say this. Here. I don't think Donald Trump in the beginning, he really took his own candidacy seriously. I mean, seriously, your opening speech of saying, I'm going to run for president includes things like, you know, Mexicans are rapists. I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah, is the guy a racist? More than likely. But he's also a businessman. And businessmen know that for all intents and purposes, there's a certain level of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, branding, like branding. Anyone knows that that brand is going to be hurt by something like that. Unless if he basically went out there to kind of be like, this is kind of like, oh, I'm going to run for president and I'm just going to be crazy and see what happens. And guess what? Crazy worked for him. Yeah. I th- that's why I think that he didn't. Well, he's wrong. Like, and, the, and the reason he's doing that is usually they tell you, you know, you're a Republican. You need to get like 38% of the Hispanic vote. He's going for zero. He's trying to get every white guy in the country to vote for him. So he's throwing everyone else overboard. So he doesn't care if he loses the Hispanic vote or the black vote. And that's usually not how politicians have run. So they've usually tried to pull in a little bit of everybody. So they've tempered their statements. And you know what it is? It's. And this is kind of something I said before, but I don't think I capped it off like this. I think that when you ask, if you pull up a Trump supporter and you ask them why they're supporting Trump, they're going to go on and on about Obama. They're going to go on and on about Hillary and, you know, the economy is tanking, even though it's not and all this different stuff. And you're going to have a situation where if, if you actually try and like nail down why they think what they think, they're not going to know. But I think what he's doing is he's tapping into people's anger. They don't know why they're angry. They just know, I wish I had more money. I, you know, I, I wish it was 1952 again. I wish, I wish, I wish. And they have all these things they want to have. And he kind of just focuses, he, he gets them all stirred up and tells them it's Obama's fault. It's because, you know, like the thing the other day, oh, you know, when he says he supports cops, look at his body language. Something's a little funny there. It's kind of like when uh, Newt Gingrich was talking about his Keynesian economics and kept calling him his Kenyan economics. It's like, it's, there's just that undercurrent. He he can make little racist comments and he can make the thing about how, you know, Hispanic judges can't hear his cases because they're prejudiced against him because he's white. Um, like there, so he's, some of it's, you know, under the tongue in cheek, some of it's, you know, clearly racist, but he's trying not to actually say it, even though everyone knows what he's saying. But what I think he's doing is I think he's just, he's getting people all pissed off. He's doing damage to the country. And what he, when you ask people why they think what they think, they probably don't even know, but it feels good to be angry at someone. So make it be Obama, make it be Hillary, make it, it's someone else's fault because that's how you win elections. And, he won the primary. I, the one thing I'll say about my cat is licking the microphone, so I apologize if you're in Los Angeles. Um, the, the, the one thing I'll say is, what was the one thing I'll say? Damn it, damn it, cat! <laughs> I just had it. God, the cat ruined it for you. We were about to say goodnight. My monologue was about to end, and now I'm, I'm stirring the ball here. I'll, it'll come back to me, God. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm a little trumped out. I'm just, yeah, I'm sorry. I was very fired up this year, and I hope that. Whatever happens, it doesn't have as big effect an effect on the rest of the world as people think it likely will. 
So everyone thinks that a president's going to literally change their lives drastically, and rarely it ever does. This one could be... If it's Hillary, we're going to have something to bitch about for four years. If it's Trump... It, who is okay? Here's the thing: if 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 Putin says "neener neener neener" and Trump says, "I want you to launch a tactical nuke across his bow," who exactly is the person who was supposed to tell him no? That's we don't have anyone. I'm not sure. That's, I'm, sure I'm sure there's people. Though. They can't. They'll go to jail if they don't obey his orders. The president says launch a nuke. There is no committee. You you do it. The commander in chief. He's the commander in chief. Or she is the commander. Or she is the commander in chief. Now. I don't think Hillary will fire a nuke. I think she's technologically inhibited. I think she might accidentally fire a nuke if they give her, you know, a keyboard. So don't give her one. But Make sure there's not an email attached to it. Exactly. Oh, you can imagine Hillary trying to play Pokemon. She'll accidentally, like, email out everyone's email addresses. I, I, lo- I love how Pokemon Go, both candidates mentioned Pokemon Go. That's <laughs> Which brings it full circle. Did you figure out what you wanted to bring it? No, my friend Deirdre just commented back that Congress is supposed to um, tell the president not to nuke people. That um, seems like a good idea. You would think that would work, but what would happen is there'd be a filibuster in the Senate. <laughs> and they would never get out of committee and that would just... Nope. Because that's America. Oh, dear. Oh, okay, so is there anything else we want to talk about with the 15 minutes we have left? I'm tired. <laughs> I don't know, you, you, you've been on Monologue City. I've been on Monologue City for a but while. That's okay, I think that's what you needed, and I think that it was definitely something we, we knew we'd be talking about. I'm really kind of curious to, if we can get together next week. when the, the Dem- Next week's the Democrats, right? It is. Yeah. Who do we think, because um, I'm going to get this episode, I, I'm assuming I'm going to put this one out, because I just realized Sue's, Sue's in the middle of the woods, by the way, in case we're wondering where Sue is tonight. She and her mom are camping. She has no internet. Sue has no, well, she rarely has internet even when she's home, but now she's actually out in the middle of, of nowhere. Um, who do we think, who do we think that uh, Hillary will pick as a running mate? Um, I'm not sure. I hope it's Warren. Do you think she'll, it'll be a, a, an all-female ticket? Be interesting. I would love, I actually. It would happen, but it would be neat. I actually don't tell anyone that I, I work with this, but I actually like Elizabeth Warren. I think she's really, she's, she's uninhibited. She, you know, she just. Yells about oh my god this is the reason people love Trump <laughs> she's the Democratic oh my god she's like this, 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 I, she's completely different than Trump but it's the same explanation yeah. well I've seen some some uh, hits over the last couple of days um, they're talking about Hickenlooper is it Hick, Hickenlooper or Hickenlooper Hickenlooper from Colorado which I don't think you'd actually put him on the ballot because I think his name is too long quite frankly uh, Vilsack is back Tom Vilsack remember Vilsack I love saying Vilsack Vilsack's back. Maybe Vilsack. I think we've noticed that you like that, yeah. Yeah. I have no idea who any of these people are. I have a no, do I. very limited um, retinue of American politicians I've even heard of. Yeah, you have the um, former governor. putting Arnold on the tickets. So. Yeah, it's, I think it's the, I think uh, Vilsack, I think, was like the governor of Iowa. He's the he's the agricultural, agricultural secretary um, under Obama. You have um, Tim Kaine is the senator from Virginia. He's the front runner for the spot. It's more likely to be Kane than be anyone else, I think. Um, Elizabeth Warren is on the list. Uh, there's a retired admiral who's on the list, so she can say she has a retired admiral on the list. Um, Cory Booker from New Jersey. Um, you have um, Julian Castro, the HUD secretary. And I, I almost hate to say it, but you've got like four or five Hispanic congressmen in case she wants to go for that demographic. Um, I think it's going to be Tim Kane. He's not pretty wrapped up at this point, considering they all hate Trump. 
I think it's to be Tim. Or maybe she'll just pick Mike Pence because maybe he should be someone's first choice. <laughs> did you hear today that when he announced Mike Pence, he played you don't always get what you want? <laughs> he did. Like this is what happens when the, there's no campaign infrastructure. So Mooney in the chat, as when I mentioned earlier, that we, is there anything else we wanted to talk about? She responded with something happy, please. That was depressing. <laughs> I, I was so angry. Well, I have to get the episode out because what's going to happen is by next week, Trump will like drop out of the race, and everyone's like, "Why is Ryan so pissed off?" Oh, I doubt that will happen. I think this will stay relevant a little bit longer than a week. But I thought that we, the way we could end the episode is something that I know that Sue wanted to talk about, but unfortunately she's not here. But we'll talk about it anyway. A um, couple of weeks ago, this will tell you how long how long how long it's been since we've podcasted. Um, the our good friends over at Pottermore um, put out a ton of information about the American Wizarding. Uh, School I and mean, the, the school of witchcraft yes. wizardry. I can never pronounce it correctly. Ilvermorny. 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 Thank you, Scott. You are the official. You tell Bob how to pronounce Ilvermorny correctly, guy. <laughs> I have to still read that. I hate to say this on my Kindle, but I'm trying to compete with a friend of mine reading books. Uh, I, I I found it very like I on like I had this moment like do you remember that moment when you when you read um, Tales of Beetle of the Barn. Mm-hmm. Like it was like that, like that. You have like this little like piece of canon that is like a part of the Potter world, and you you went through it, and it was just like it was like it felt like you went, you were able to escape back to that world for just a moment again. Mm-hmm. To me, that is what the, the information thingy that she gave on Ilvermorny. Um, it was awesome. If you haven't read it yet, I highly recommend that you read it. Where is it? It's in North Adams, Massachusetts. Is that right? Something like that. Somewhere, Somewhere in Massachusetts. I've driven near that. I didn't see the school when I was there. <laughs> is there there's a book coming out on midnight. Isn't that the uh, playbook, though? I believe it's the playbook. Okay. What did I read that they... I have, uh, been, have any of you been spoiled for that, by the way? I have not. I've been with I someone who... Um, Melinda Leo was spoiled on it. I um, saw her last week, and she mentioned that... I, I said, tell me nothing, but just tell me if you thought it was good. She said... Um, there's a lot of fan fiction in there, like, because there's just been so much fan fiction, you know, some stuff, you know, we It's going to come up again. Some stuff someone else has already written before, which I yeah. joked with her about the seventh Horcrux, you know, she picked lines of dialogue up, so you never know. But she did say that there's one particular scene towards the end that was incredibly powerful. And she hasn't... She heard, like, a like a blow-by-blow blow from someone who's seen it, and they described, like, scene by scene. So hmm. she indicated there was a very powerful scene. Which is interesting to see what they choose to do with that. We will definitely have to have that as a topic once everybody's had a chance to read it. I'm hopeful. Last I heard, you're getting it for Christmas, Scott. Yeah, can we just order Scott a copy of this? This is ridiculous. Scott, I actually, I'll I'll send you a copy. I have your um, your details because I sent you a Christmas movie, as I recall. Um, (laughs) Okay, that's a question. Um, I'm one of those people. um, This is why I never have any money. I pre-order things and I forget like a year before it comes out, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Where's all my money?" Because like. 18 things got shipped from Amazon. I want what when I pre ordered this, wasn't it like considerably more expensive than it is today? Did the price come to? I want to say I thought it was like 60 bucks when I pre ordered it. $60 book? How much was 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 it always $17.99? I, I do not guess. Know. I don't know. I mean, it probably maybe the $60 was just a placeholder because they didn't realize what it was yet. Because I remember thinking, oh god, I have to make sure I put aside 60 bucks in July when that comes by because that's usually more than I'll pay for a pre order. 
and I looked the other day, and it was like my next item. I'm actually looking at it right now on my Amazon account. I want to say it's like seventeen dollars. So I just didn't know if they cut the price of the book. Hardcovers are often around forty or so. so my other question is: Am I getting a cheap version? Should I hold out for the sixty dollar one? Probably not. It was probably just they didn't know what it was going to end up being charged for. Or it became more popular than they were expecting, so they don't have to charge as much for it. Or something like that. Is someone's clock going off at 9.21 p.m.? I heard something going on. You might have heard the train whistle from outside. Oh, good. That that was. That would be there. So before we we did our traditional Pugwainian thing of getting off topic, I had a question in regards to Elvermorny. Sorry. Um, No, that's okay. It, it, It is what it is. Um... Have you guys been sorted yet? I have not. I read the descriptions of all the houses, but I haven't actually gone through because I think uh-huh. I started and the second or third question was something I was like, I don't know. <laughs> questions for the Overmorning houses are far more difficult than the Hogwarts houses. It's like yeah. really deep stuff. Like I was like, whoa, you really want to know that? Okay. All right. Let me answer this. But have you been yeah. sorted, Ryan? I have not. Am I the only one who's been sorted? I'm really, it was really bad because my, my friend at work who knows I like Harry Potter actually told me like where the house was and was describing, you know, what she heard about it. I'm like, this is really bad. I used to podcast all this stuff. And I was going to say, Brian, you were the producer, creator of one of the more popular Harry Potter fan fiction podcasts on the interwebs, and you don't even know about Ilvermorny? I'm very impressed you said I, I'm very impressed you said one of the most popular, because spellcast number one. Anyway, I love you guys. Um, yeah. Mooney's a horn serpent. Is that good? And we know uh, that is the house of the mind. I think that they're, they yeah. favor scholars, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. The way so that uh, they've that. chosen to do it in Over Morning is all the houses got named after particular magical beasts of yes. the Americas around the mountain where they um, mm-hmm. uh, founded the school. And rather than being for specific traits the way it is in Hogwarts, they've sort of done specific spheres of yourself so the thunderbird is the house of the soul the horned serpent is the house of the mind the um pakwaji is the house of the heart i think and um uh no no i'm blanking on the the physical house um what's the fourth one (laughs) i remember it's not important because (laughs) it's all about a house thunderbird that's all (laughs) so that's yours huh I am a Thunderbird. And I'm an adventurer, apparently. A really good Danielle story, though. I don't remember. Oh, I have to remember what. I was driving with Danielle. We had gone grocery shopping, I remember, and we were going to pick up some dinner. So we're driving. And Sue had been texting me all day about the new house, which I can't pronounce because I can't pronounce most things. And I was explaining to Danielle that, that Joe wrote a new, you know, it's not a story, but she wrote, like, you know, she gave information on the house. So I, I, the exact line I remember I had was um, Sue, not Sue, the other one. What's her name? Joe Rowling. She wrote some more. So I confused Joe with Sue, which was unfortunate. So I explained the entire thing about the house, everything I knew, which was very little. I knew it was in North Adams. I knew it was a wizarding house. I knew it was connected to, you know, the, the new movies coming out. So I get to the restaurant. I go inside. I pick up the food. Danielle waits in the car with the baby. I come out, get back in the car. She's like, I just read the most interesting thing on Facebook and then proceeds to tell me about Joe Rowling in the house and 
the new movie and everything. And that was the moment I realized Danielle has been zoning me out for at least three years. What? <laughs> she just doesn't listen when I talk. She's just like, blah, 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 Facebook. Oh, well, you know, yeah. kids. Yeah. I'm just surprised that Bob was surprised that Danielle's been zoning me out. No, I'm not surprised. I was, you know, I, don't I, was, know trying, you I was trying to act surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, you guys, you, know, you guys have a baby now. It's, I'm sure. I, I usually forget conversations I had the day before, and I don't have a kid. We've had the baby for nine months. She's been zoning me out for three years. Math doesn't work. Uh, you're right. It doesn't add up. I'm sorry. I was trying to help out. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Didn't work too well. So, Bob, our new thing is um, with your free time, all that free time that you have, um, I've decided I'm going to get you to read the St. Mary's Chronicles as well because um, – if I can get Scott to read them too, I'll throw in a copy when I mail him the uh, the, the Harry Potter book. Um, we we got to do a podcast on it because I believe uh, Mooney will find it more interesting than me bitching about Donald Trump for 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. I believe that actually that came up as um, showed up as a thing that I can get from my um, the online equivalent of my library ordering thing because I could only order the ebook. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a physical copy in the library, but I could order the ebook. So that has now come available. So I'll have to start reading that, I guess. I have a lot of pre-orders. I'm sorry. I just looked as we were talking here. I have a lot of pre-orders. <laughs> I must cancel or else I'll be, be screwed. Yes, that'd be bad. So Scott will do that. Scott will get it from the library. Bob, we'll, we'll talk and we'll get you a copy of the first one. I think you would really like it. Okay. What is it called again? It's called uh, the series is called the Chronicles of Saint Mary's. Uh, the author is Jody Taylor. Jody with an I. And the first book in the series is called Just One Damn Thing After Another. Oh, okay. It's basically if Puffwatt was running, you know, a, a scientific organization. That's disturbingly scary. That's basically it. You'll actually get some Puffwatt vibe from it. You really will. Interesting. Yep. Okay, I'll have to give it a go. Um, all right. So it is about three minutes till, so I'm going to go ahead and say, unless if there's anything else we want to talk about, I'm going to go through a couple of different announcements, and then we'll go ahead and close out the show. Okay. Sounds good to me. So um, just as an FYI, uh, for those of you who are interested in the Puba Plays channel, which if you are listening live, you are listening at Puba Plays, which is twitch.tv backslash Puba Plays, um, there's going to be some changes. One of the things that we, we realized... Uh, or let me clarify, I realized is that you guys don't seem to be super into the whole video gaming content stuff. So I think what we're going to go ahead and do is kind of take take a step back on video games, but then push forward with doing things like uh, Poofa Community Nights, Gaming Nights, where we're going to be do- playing the Jackbox games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to probably be heading over to the forum or the Facebook group, kind of getting a rough idea of what work, what nights work best for the community mm-hmm. and see if potentially uh, go about establishing maybe doing one of those a month or you know, maybe twice a month, because um, I think that'd be kind of a fun way to play games together. And then also, um, I want to plug another Poofle Plays show, which is Poofle Plays Dungeons and Dragons. Um, Scott has been so gracious enough to start a uh, Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign uh, for a group of us. Um, playing it is uh, myself, Sue, uh, Colin, and a friend of Sue's named Amy. Um, we are off on an adventure to go save a blacksmith's daughter. It's been a lot of fun so far. Um, it's been really interesting to see how well uh, Colin role plays and uh, Sue, Sue's voices are, ama- is ama- are amazing. 
Uh, she actually <laughs> does a good job because her voice doesn't switch as much as it does in the Aurors. But uh, it is if you like the Aurors and you kind of want more of that uh, vibe or more of that feel of a pod, like a fun fantasy game podcast, I would encourage you guys to check out our live streams of Google Plays, uh, Dungeons & Dragons. I think we're actually going to be posting audio recording podcasts to uh, somewhere on, in the Poofa family. I'm not sure where. I think Sue has the idea of where it's going to go. But we'll give you guys more information where you can find that if that's something you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then... If it's quite all right with uh, with Scott and Ryan, I actually would like to personally plug something if that's okay. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So speaking, of, so as we as I mentioned, uh, video games are taking a backseat here to Poopa Plays, but I personally love video games, uh, and I have decided as I have learned to do this whole Twitch thing, I am going to take a personal step out, and I have created my own Twitch channel where I'm going to be playing games uh, on a regular basis um, because I don't know, it seems like a fun thing to do. Uh, so if anyone is interested, uh, you can find me at, uh, twitch.tv backslash R-S darkcrest, D-A-R-K-C-R-E-S-T. Um, we are currently still playing more like that, uh, more Pokemon. So if you, if you love Pokemon Go or any of the Pokemon games, be sure to come out, come by and say hi. I will actually be streaming tonight at nine o'clock, uh, specific standard time. So, uh, did I say specific or did I say... You said specific. That too, but Pacific. I can't, I'm, I can't, oh man, I'm losing. Anyway, maybe I shouldn't stream tonight, who knows. But I would, I would love the community support. If you guys have a, uh, if you guys have a Twitch channel, if you could, fo- if you could follow me, uh, I'd really appreciate it. Um, uh, if you haven't, if you have a Twitch account and you haven't followed Poofa Plays, go ahead and do that too. We could definitely use the support here at the, uh, the good old Poovanian Twitch channel. Okay, so I think that's going to do it for this episode of Point of View Weekly Live, or I guess it's not live if you're listening to the recording, so just Point of View Weekly. Um, from all of us here at the Potterfic Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I've been Bob. I've been Ryan. I've been Scott. And we will catch you guys hopefully next week for Ryan's in-depth discussion on the Democratic National Convention. Oh, yeah. I'll be a lot happier, we'll most back, likely. And we will probably do... Uh, Ilvermorny sorting thing. Yes, that will, yeah, we'll definitely do the Ilvermorny sorting. So come for the sorting, stay for the in depth, hard hitting political analysis from Ryan. Ooh, Zell Miller. Zell Miller would be crazier than Donald Trump. Is he still alive? I, I don't know. He was the one that like challenged everyone to a duel like eight <laughs> years ago. No, he did. He, oh, tw- wow. In that case, I'm going to have to go Google that right now. He did. Chris Matthews on Hardball, he challenged him to a duel. Wow. No, he's a Democrat. Fuck. Never mind. That was the well, whole he's, he's That was the whole he was crazy in general. He so was the know. Democrat who endorsed George Bush for re-election. So he's maybe, actually then, then maybe he should be the one who runs against him. That was he would be crazier than Hillary. He's the one on the Democrat side, I would not. Alright. Well thank you guys once again for listening. We hope you enjoyed. Have a great night. Have a great night, everyone. Bye everybody. Bye.